Hello, folks, and welcome to Songs of Our Own, a marital tour through the music that shaped us. I'm your co-host, Lee Strickland. And I'm Allie Oni. Well, hey, Al. Hey, Lee. How you doing? I am doing so good. How are you? I'm doing good. We got to get away for a little bit, and that was really nice. We did, yeah. We're coming back from like a little vacation slash baby moon, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, things are really good. Yeah, it's amazing what taking a break will do for you. Right, for you, for your mental health, for the people around you, like being able to take that self-care is very important. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad you give me things to celebrate. Mm -hmm. Always. Because I will celebrate the mess out of them. (laughs) Yeah, even if it's a little thing, like, hey, we got ice cream today. That deserves celebration. Heck yeah. I don't remember the last time I had Cold Stone. Yeah, it's been a very long time yeah but it was just as good as i remember it so (laughs) they're doing something right are they secretly a sponsor for this podcast lee uh not yet (laughs) Um, but hey cold stone uh vp of marketing hit me up good to know (laughs) songs of our own podcast at (laughs) gmail.com well lee i'm glad that we get to sit down and record another podcast while we're both feeling a little bit more charged up yeah me too um so this has been a very al centric month which i'm all about and uh so our bonus episode is an al pick as well it is yeah um i yeah i don't know i just thought that it would be nice to give you a break from stuff because i know you've been working really hard and i was like i have music to talk about yeah i appreciate it and you always bring like artists and songs into my life that I never would have heard otherwise. Mm -hmm. So I'm very appreciative of that. And I'm appreciative of the break. It's nice to just sit back and listen to these things and just formulate opinions and ideas in my mind and uh, then come up here and listen to you talk about them. (laughs) Well, hopefully we're on the same page with some of these. We'll see. Oh, definitely. I mean, they've all been good. Yes. Win. Yeah. Win-win, except that Taylor Swift one. Okay, listen, <laughs> you are entitled to your wrong opinion. Yeah, it was it was okay. I will. Yeah, I see. I, it was <laughs> it was fine. Keep keep digging that hole. I know it. I know it. <laughs> it was it was fine. So anyway, Al, who are we uh, talking about for today's episode? Well, for today, we are going to talk about a fairly new artist uh, whose name is M, uh, and I think I'm pronouncing this kind of right. Uh, her last name is Behold, um, and she is a Iranian-American singer-songwriter who first debuted her music in 2017 on the EP Infrared, and she's been promoted by Live 2 LL. LCC and signed with Republic Records in 2021. With Republic, she released her most popular song, Numb Little Bug, and her songs City of Angels, Groundhog Day, and Numb Little Bug have actually all gained their initial popularity on TikTok. Oh, really? Yeah. So that gives you an idea of like the generation of music that we are talking about. Yeah. So this is I would say the most timely song and artist we have ever talked about. Yeah, um, because Numb Little Bug, uh, most popular song to date, right, charted at number two on the U.S. Top 40, and it's been certified platinum in Canada and gold in the U.S., and it was actually only released January 2022. Oh, wow. So that's really new. Yeah, and what I... I mean, going back to the whole TikTok thing, between 
January 2022 and February 2022. It was incorporated in over 60,000 TikTok videos. Holy cow. Yeah. Um, it was written by Behold, as well as Nick Lopez and Drew DeCaro, and it was released with Republic Records and Moon Projects. Oh, okay, cool. So that sounds like a smaller um, record label. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they're tied to any of the big three or big four. I mean, isn't Republic one of the big four? No, it's like Universal Music Group, Sony, Columbia Music Group. Oh, okay. And somebody else. So they might be like a part of Universal, Columbia, Sony. Gotcha. I forget the other one. There's another one. It's okay. It's going to sneak up on me. Yeah, we'll be talking and all of a sudden you'll shout out a name and I'll be like, oh, we found the fourth record company. (laughs) We got it. Um, But yeah, I would agree that it's one of the most timely ones. And it's really interesting to see how music is shifting with the social media experience that's out there. Because I don't think Bob Dylan would ever imagine getting a start with one of his songs on TikTok. (laughs) No, I can't imagine that. I mean, yeah. And like he came up really before music videos were a thing. Like he, I think, had one of the first music videos, Mm -hmm. actually. And it was just like an art project with him and Allen Ginsberg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's really changed a lot, especially with these younger artists. Um, but it's how they're finding younger audiences. Um, and even as I say that, like when people have interviewed Behold about this song specifically, she's like, it's crazy to me the number of people that can relate to this. Like she's getting young people. She's getting like moms who just gave birth she's getting like corporate folks she's getting people from all across the world and life spectrum who are just like oh sister i feel ya yeah i was gonna say i mean it's the the topic is very i think universal and uh generation spanning Mm -hmm. so yeah and i I mean props to her or whoever was like we need to put this on tiktok Mm -hmm. Because I'm seriously waiting for TikTok to start to, like, edge Billboard out in the, like, Hot 100, you know? Yeah, I could see it because, you know, I don't know that especially Gen Z or the folks following Gen Z are really going to care about Billboard all that much. But they are going to be very aware of your social media trend. Yeah, exactly. And even after TikTok fades into the into the dust, mm-hmm. like whatever comes up next is going to be, I'm sure, music related as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's cool. Uh, thanks for sharing all that bio and notes on the song. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when they were interviewing the artist, she was just talking about how she was inspired to write it after she was using uh, antidepressants for her anxiety. And she was like, you know, I just felt really numb and I felt like my my joy and my energy was all gone from me. So that was kind of her inspiration for it. But I don't necessarily know that that needs to be your experience to relate to it. Yeah, totally. Um, I kind of wondered if that was her speaking from experience about antidepressants or anti-anxiety medicine Mm -hmm. um, or if this was just something that she had noticed with a loved one or family or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's really interesting that that was her experience personally. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it does speak to kind of the prescription happy medical community here, at least in the United States. 
I can't speak for the rest of the world. Yeah, I I would agree. I don't know anything about healthcare in the rest of the world, except that quite a few countries have way more access to it than we do. Um, but besides that little jab, um, you know, there is this really crazy pill happy behavior in the U.S. where it's like, oh, your kid can't focus. There's a pill for that. Your kid's not happy all the time. There's a pill for that. And it's just like we don't treat the actual cause of the problem like it's not I mean there are certainly imbalances that happen in your brain chemicals but like life is also really freaking hard (laughs) and we're not addressing the fact that people are overworked underpaid the world is freaking crazy right now like we've come out of a global pandemic and we haven't had any time to cope or process that like what the heck do you expect (laughs) Right. And I think, like, I definitely agree. Um, I do think that there are people out there that absolutely need this medicine to, like, to function day to day. So if that's you, you're doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. You know, keep taking your medicine. It's it's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But yeah, I do agree. I mean, the average time that a physician spends with a patient is like 10 minutes in the US. Like it's crazy. Yeah. And so they're trying to form this diagnosis after 10 minutes. And it's not, you know, it's not that they're spending 10 minutes with you maliciously. They're just also overworked. Mm -hmm. And that's all the time they really have. So I do think that it's easier to just prescribe like an ADHD medicine as opposed to being like, I'm prescribing that you, you know, introduce your kid to soccer and they (laughs) run around for two hours a day or whatever. So I think more of that is definitely needed in our medical system. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, while we're here solving the world's problems, or (laughs) at least the U.S.'s problems, like I don't really know how to get doctors to a place where they're ready to start making those kind of diagnoses or treatment plans, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I don't think, I don't think we have anybody's back really here in the U S and doctors are included with that. So it's like, I want to get sued. I'm going to do like the safest course that I possibly can. So, you know, I just, I feel for everybody's that is caught up in these situations for sure. And again, like, I think this song is about so much more than that, too. Yeah. Go on. Well, I mean, just being super honest, this won't come as any surprise to you, but, like, life has been really hard. (laughs) Like, exceptionally hard to a point where it's like, I feel like I'm just always prepared to pivot somewhere and I'm like okay I can forecast like a week or two out at this point but that's about all I got because everything else after that is this big question mark because it's falling to somebody else's decision about what something's gonna look like you know and so some of the lines in there of like I'm tired of sinking, but there's water in my boat. I'm like, it's because people keep putting freaking water in my boat and I'm about to take a paddle to their head. <laughs> like, right. would it's... you just stop? Yeah, and it's not even like somebody's 
standing outside of your boat bailing water into it it's like they have manifested a rain cloud above your boat (laughs) oh my gosh i know (laughs) and it's just following you and it's just like there's just only so much that you can do with what you have and i'm like i'm coping the absolute best that i can but i'm really tired of these tiny little fixes and for some people like the tiny fix is like hey take this pill but for other people it's like okay i'm gonna do my like 10 minutes of yoga today or i'm gonna write in my gratitude journal and like those things are wonderful and they certainly help but again it doesn't address the problem that like i'm working like 70 hours a week (laughs) and that just seems to be fine right yeah nobody's yeah nobody like at work is concerned about that they're like it's just what you do yeah and you know like i bring it up to our head of staff council and they're like i'm just so lucky because i love my job so i work that much because i love it and i'm like i love my job too but i didn't sign up to be married to my job i signed up to be married to lee and also have a job Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you know i get that things go through seasons of life and that there will be people who listen to this and they're like oh girl you just need to like make you time and you need to have a break and you need to ask for help but it's just like all of those resources also get taken away from us and then you're supposed to use them and pull yourself up by your bootstraps right and that's really offensive yeah that's really yeah that's really offensive yeah so i just i don't know i wish that people could see how hard we make things on each other um because it's not just like one generation that is feeling this sense of being numb and just trying to like make it through the world where it's like you know there's I'm fresh out of love but love's in the air right like there are these things around me but I can't really partake in it it's like we close the door to each other and what we really need to do is we need to open it up and we need to have some time to actually heal and be with each other and stop pretending like this overworked exhausted culture is a like a battle stripe that's really screwed up yeah that's really crazy that's definitely i feel like an american thing Mm-hmm. and there's a line in the song too where uh, i can't remember the exact wording but it's like am i past repair and i've often wondered that in the last couple months of like Am I just so burnt out that, like, that's it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I mean, I've been there, right? Like, I left my job with a company designing and building ropes courses, zip lines, and all that stuff. And, like, I did not know how burnt out I was mm-hmm. until I talked to, like, a colleague of ours. Then, like, five minutes in, he was just like, you are extremely burnt out, and you need to, like, walk away mm-hmm. from this industry for a minute. Um, and I was like, what? I'm not burnt out. And then being able to like not do that job for a couple years. Mm-hmm. Now looking back, I can be like, oh, I was super burnt out. Yeah. And yeah, like there was there was no support structure set up with that job mm-hmm. to help combat burnout. It was just like you're on the road eight months a year and you don't get any days off in that time. And like at the end of the year, you might get like a month or two off. Yeah. But like as far as talking to your coworkers and stuff, like you'll kind of 
high five them in the air as you travel past and mm-hmm. yeah and everybody was in the same boat i mean we all were just as burnt out and we didn't know it enough to like name it yeah and i mean i think that's a failure of leadership across the board like it's a failure of leadership at that company it's a failure of leadership at our college it's a failure of leadership at our country because like your people is that's the one resource that you can't get back Mm, yeah you know when they walk out the door because they're burnt out they take all of this knowledge and all of this experience with them and the people who are left have this survivor syndrome where they're just trying to survive and they can't see outside of it but like just take care of your people and there are jobs that are hard and require a lot of you but I think that there are ways that we can compassionately support people that are going to actually empower them to do their best job right I agree yeah I wonder how we get because it feels like there are companies out there that do that and really take care of their people but it feels like they are definitely in the minority of companies. So I wonder like how we, how we change that. Yeah. I mean, it's a cultural renovation that you're talking about. And I don't know. I feel like culture really starts from the top. Yeah. I feel like cultural renovation is a good name for a band (laughs) and it starts from the top would be a great album name. That would be lovely. I'm in full support. Yeah. Anybody out there who's thinking of starting a band, there you go. Just thank us in your liner notes. You're welcome. Yeah. And maybe give us some royalties. That'd be great. (laughs) But yeah, that's why I appreciate this song so much is because I'm just like, oh, it's not just me. And, you know, even down to the like catchy upbeatness of the song, I feel like that's kind of the face that you have to put on when you're burnt out of like everything's fine don't worry everything's on fire i'll fix it yeah it's that duality of humanity mm-hmm. or that duality of like americans mm-hmm. americanism i don't know but it's that duality for sure where privately you can say things suck but in public like you have to put on that smile and be like nope it's all fine yeah exactly and you know maybe because we say it's all fine then everybody can go on pretending but it also seems like whoever has the courage to say it's not fine also gets fired right so i don't know yeah and like i'm so happy that this song says all these things because i think so often people are burnt out or are depressed or are anxious and they just haven't made that connection yet Mm -hmm. like oh this is totally what i'm going through so by uh, M- M- Behold putting this in out there, hopefully some people can hear this and connect with it and be like, oh, I am super burnt out and it does feel like this and like I need to talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Because I, I do feel like that's a huge start for folks is just being able to talk to somebody about what's going on and feeling like you're not alone because that's, I mean, that's the first step to healing. Yeah, because you are absolutely not alone, and you matter. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, especially just given all of the social things that have happened in the U.S. in the last couple weeks, too, 
there are a lot of folks who are feeling unseen and unvalued and unsafe and you know I hope that through this song they realize they're not alone and then that inspires them to connect with other people and then you know in my most optimistic moments I'm like maybe they can create something really cool that will provide that healing space or that safe community to other folks who need it yeah definitely yeah and it's never too late to reach out to somebody who you think you maybe have lost contact with I think that's an important takeaway from this too yeah and like there are definitely some people you should lose contact with (laughs) and that need to be out of your life but Mm -hmm. I feel like there's that point there's that point in the song where she talks about um like not calling back or not returning a call or a text yeah I haven't caught up with my friends in weeks and now we're out of touch yeah so yeah yeah you can always make a phone call or send a text Mm -hmm. or send a tiktok or yeah it's i don't know how that works so send a send a tiktok tweet gram book (laughs) face metaverse i love you so much (laughs) thanks maybe write a letter (laughs) we can tell you how to address it if you need to yeah use your smith corona typewriter and just like punch that sucker out so remember what year it is (laughs) 1910 keep keep trying john henry (laughs) well lee do you have any other thoughts about this song no i'm glad you introduced it to me it's uh it's really good and says a lot of things that need to be said so thanks yeah i'm gonna be honest somebody turned this song into a one-hour loop as a youtube video and it's pretty magical oh great yeah it's really good to just focus in and get some stuff done Mm Hmm. yeah see that's how i feel about the grateful dead it's magical uh and who are we listening to next week lee <laughs> next month next month <laughs> so next month we are going to be listening to a tribe called quest and their album people's instinctive travels and the paths of rhythm wow that's a cool album name yeah they're a really cool group i'm excited to talk about them they will also be our first hip-hop group oh okay that we've featured so yes expanding yeah so i'm very excited to talk about a tribe called quest <laughs> Well, uh, I can't wait. If y'all want to listen ahead, definitely check out A Tribe Called Quest. And y'all, thank you so much for being with us. This has been Songs of Our Own, a marital tour through the music that shaped us. And until we get to be with you again, enjoy your own songs. 